Hello, I'm back. Yes, Graham Norton here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. What a return. So, let's see what we've been up to. Andrew Scott is in the West End in a new production of Vanya. Show Chef Martha has the best roast pork and apple sauce. And Maria and I put our hands in the post bag as we read and try to solve a couple of Graham's Guide's dilemmas. Now, let's see how we do this again. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That's me. That's me. Hey, we're back. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to wake you. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I've forgotten that you know how to do this. I know. What do we do? I talk and then you talk? No, I talk. Oh, you then talk. You, then you and talk. And then I just go, <laughs> that's funny, Graham. I'm, it's going well so far. Do I just blow smoke? <laughs> that's up it. Your that, yeah, that's what you do. Yes, yeah. that's what you do with that's famous a, people, that's isn't what it? That yeah. You must get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I have to do a lot of it too. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet. When's your television show coming back? That's a great question, yes, Maria. Yes, I thought so. <laughs> um, it's not this Friday, it's the Friday after. Hooray! Are you looking yeah. forward to it? Because Do- it's months since you've done it. I am. And I've got a new uh, fitness regime. What? Yes, that now, because we tape it on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. And it used to be the only day that I drove. Yeah. Now I've got myself a little Brompton bike. Oh, is it an E, Brompton? No, because I use my legs. Oh. Uh, so I'll be cycling. You won't want to after a long day at the studio. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not cycling home in it. That's why I got it. So I cycle to the studio. Yeah, then you can drink 14 pints. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> because I've used so many calories. <laughs> and then uh, and then I slump into a taxi with my little fold-up bike. Yeah, you'll forget that. You'll be forgetting your bike every time <laughs> uh, hello studio can you send my bike over could you bike it over <laughs> bike it over <laughs> someone strap it to the back hey and I saw because I know you have been in the US of A oh yeah you were on The View with Whoopi Goldberg I know is that vi- correct Amanda yes uh, The View is America's kind of posh version of Loose Women <laughs> I love that you say it's the posh version. Well, it is. It's very... I think loose women would like to think that they're the posh version of The View. But (laughs) anyway, you're sticking with that. How was it? What what were you talking about? Your book? Yeah, my book book that came out here last year is now out in America. God, you're selling in America. You're... I'm I'm not. (laughs) I mean, it's out in America, but I don't think anybody's buying it. But I had a lovely time. I went on The View and I got to see uh, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, a woman called Joy Behar. Do you know Mm. her? Mm. Uh, comedian yeah she was there too and uh, was it yeah. fun it was but all American television is so different than I was going to say how does it differ I mean when you're on something like that do you think mm, I must remember that for my own chat show no <laughs> no because it's all so crazily fast because it's all you know crazy fast and crazy amount of compliments that no one means and their yeah. smiles never and reach they're going, their eyes they're going to commercial in a second and all of that, all of that. and it's you know and there's an, an audience that you kind it, what's weird is it, it's very it makes you feel very nice because as you as you are talking an audience are applauding and you're thinking oh wow this is going very well of course you don't see in the corner of your eye there's a man just going you know waving his hands yeah. madly making holding them clap holding up a sign saying applaud applaud this poor morons. loser please please, please. <laughs> you may not know who he is <laughs> please stop googling him and applaud <laughs> <laughs> did you do a lot of that in the US of a lot of self promotion <laughs> self promotion <laughs> yes I did I bought some billboards and, good and some television you ads. haven't been on one of those for a while but you have been on American billboards I remember going into New York City with you once and you were all billboards I'd forgotten that, but you're right, yeah. Yeah, and we kind of went, oh, look, there's you on the billboards. And you think, 
And you went, yeah. And then we started talking about something, something else. else. It's because it's like, you know, what do you do after that? Take and, a photo? Well, what you Stand do... next to it, take yeah, a photo? I did that. What I'm trying to say is fame is a nothing. Isn't it? It's so fleeting. <laughs> it's so, so fleeting. It's an empty shell and it's lonely up there. But, but, but uh, uh, talking of fame and... You're going uh, to play uh, a record uh, now. No, and that's how fleeting it is. Um, I went to see the Sugar Babes last night. <gasps> oh, the Sugar Babes. We like those. Oh, no, they're so good. And like, what's so sweet about last night, because they sold out the O2 and, you know, they've so many hits. Wow. No, it was really amazing. I mean, the O2 is big. Yeah, so are, so are Sugar Babes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They just reformed, right? No, they reformed back in 20-something, but then they had all these legal wrangles okay. with their name and the music. and Same line-up? It is now. Yeah. And, uh, but those women, they met, I think, when they were 11 or 12, and they've got video of them, you know, being interviewed so when they, they were, like, 14. The yeah, when, I love when they're 14 one. and stuff. And they, they, they did a really sweet thing with, like, one of their first videos where they recreated the dance moves in front of their young selves. Um, but what's great is, you know, that the the three of them, they've kind of, you know, no, I feel like no one's helped them. You know, they've really just had to battle the way all the way. And last night, there they were at the O2 and you think, Did well you see them done after? you. No. 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 I don't. I don't know. Can we do one of those? Because I posted a picture of us from thirty years ago. I saw yeah, that. <laughs> Not very flattering of you, but it made me laugh. Shall we do one with our our young selves behind us? Yeah, let's do that. Do you know I did a podcast in America? Yeah. And they obviously knew nothing about me, so they just uh, they like got my a go- you know they googled me, and Carnal Knowledge, oh, the program of which you oh, refer, oh, from thirty years ago, oh, dear. obviously showed up. So they were asking me about it. Oh. Like it was just because it was just the first one on the list. So because it was my first telly job and you were the host. Did you say I'm not talking about that? No, no. It was a very difficult time of my life. No, I went deep. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah. I told them all about it. I made it sound quite good. What was the podcast? We need to look it up now. It's called Keep It. Okay. K-E-E-P-I-T. Keep it quiet. That's what I'd say to you. (laughs) Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Virgin Radio. I got all nervous there. Did you? Yeah, because, oh, yes, you were doing that really easily before. But, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's a muscle like any other. Yeah, yeah. You use it or lose it. I've got a yeah, problem. I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Okay. Should we get someone in? You know, I'm okay. Here we go. First okay. problem. Dear Graham and Maria, my husband and I are coming up to what should be our 20th anniversary this year, including 14 years of marriage. We run a successful business together, own several properties, and minus the occasional ups and downs, are happy. Several months ago, I received a letter at my office from a Marcus explaining that he and my husband had been in a four-year affair and that my husband had promised Marcus that he would leave me. When confronted, my husband confessed, not only to Marcus, but to a string of affairs over the years. However, despite all this, he seemed to think that I should be grateful that he always returned to me. Past tense. I threw him out and my life was turned upside down. We have two office bases and we have been working independently ever since. But I am in a mess. I'm attending counselling and those closest to me have advised me that we must cut everything in half. (laughs) Split everything in half, perhaps. But it's all such a mess and I don't know where to begin. Against my better reasoning, I still love him. But how could I ever trust him again? Is it safe 
It is safe to say my mind is in a dark place. Do I just cut and run knowing the last 20 years have been nothing but a lie? And that is from Column in London. Oh, yes, I, that's very painful, Column in London. <sighs> you know, life is full of ups and downs, as you say. I mean, it is a big mess, but I think, I just want to say, I don't think the last 20 years have been nothing but a lie because you have achieved a lot together. You have loved and supported each other and you've built this business together and you've had happy times. So, yes, fair, but it doesn't negate the 20 years where you have been in this harmonious relationship just because now you've found out something. I mean, is it me I'm getting older where I think affairs are a bit meh? Because, you know, after 20 years... You know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you should overlook it, but you still love him. You worked well together. You have a business together. I think what you need to do, Colm, in London, first and foremost, is to stop and take a big, deep breath because there is no rush on this. You've got two independent offices. You can think this through. You can... Talk to your counsellor. You can kind of unpick it all. I just want to say to you, don't be rash yet. I mean, is he leaving for Marcus? Probably yes, but... Oh, no, I don't think... No, that's not happening. No. no. How, how do you know that? Because it, it didn't because, say. Because he hasn't. And Marcus wrote to him to well, say, you know... Like, the thing is, Colin, the thing that's gone wrong here is that your husband had an affair with the wrong person. Because, who wrote to you? Yeah, like he obviously had an affair with some loon who wrote to him. I know, but it may have been that the husband so, was complicit in so this. It, was the husband. No, no. Marcus said, I'm going to write to your husband. Well, write to him then. Yeah, thinking, I'll call my bluff. But but if if he hadn't hooked up with Marcus... You'd still be none the wiser. You'd still be none the wiser. You could be writing us to, we've just coming up to our 30-year anniversary and I've just had a letter from somebody called Marcus. So it's a weird thing, Colm, where obviously this deception and this betrayal means much more to you than the affairs meant to your husband weirdly do you know what I mean yeah whereas so I think you are feeling more hurt than he felt towards those people I mean it was wrong of your husband to say look I always came back to you um because that does sound like well you were always still here so I came back to you he came back to you because he loved you and none of these things were important enough for him to leave you so you know for 20 years you've had a great life and you've done all this together and I don't know I I don't know how I feel about affairs I really don't but I think if the trust has gone column uh, then I, I... So maybe is the marriage. But I think, is there a way that this can morph into friendship? Where they can just work together and, you know, because you know, they don't see each other very much, it sounds like, if yeah. they've got independent offices. So I think the idea of trying to wind up all of this business and yeah, da 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 I mean, why don't you sell a bunch of the properties, give each other a bunch of money and have some nice times, but keep the business and just be friends? Yeah. I mean, because quite often this happens and there's a big bomb that explodes and then they go their separate ways and they've got to keep the business going and then they don't. They find that there's no one else they really like as much as the person they spent the last 20 years with. Yeah. So maybe the bomb was necessary and it will evolve into friendship and then 
in your dotty dotage, maybe togetherness again. Yeah. And also, Colm, you know, talk to your husband, ex-husband, whatever he is now, you know, because how's he feeling? Is he distraught? Or is he thinking, oh, thank God, that's over? You know, mm. how is, what, what, how, what's the debris look like? You know, pick through the debris yeah. and see what's left. I would say to you also, Colm, I know you're having counselling, but I would say because counselling isn't just to keep a relationship together. It's telling you how to split up. So if you have counselling with your husband, with a third party, yeah. then you can see what went wrong and how you m- manoeuvre into the next stage. Yeah. Rather than try and do it yourself when you're both clearly so hurt. Dev responses are part one. And my favourite responders today will be getting a touchy organic Pinot Grigio in a box, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's a vibrant and fruity Italian Pinot Grigio, but it is uh, delivered in a bag inside a box, uh, which minimises carbon emissions and keeping our organic Pinot Grigio fresh for much longer than a standard bottle once opened. Okay, a great wine to serve with seafood dishes and so handy to store in a fridge. You know, you can pack things around it. It's all good. Box, very handy, very handy. Dr. Helen in Preston. She's a doctor. This should be good. Get out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> can I have a second opinion? <laughs> Dr. Helen says, get out. Uh, you cannot trust him. He is a serial adulterer. You will never feel like you are the number one in his life. You will always feel unsettled. Please prioritize yourself and get a full health check. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Jamie's in Stroud. Dear G and M, I do wonder whether these chaps could look into the possibility of an open relationship. Clearly, well, one of them has one. <laughs> Maybe Colm could look into having an open relationship. Clearly the one who's been doing this already, but the thought of it might help you realise whether you want him all to yourself or if you're not actually too bothered. It works for some and you could continue being in each other's lives in all of the other ways you already are. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to then, you know, what is that then, uh, Jamie? You know, uh, it's still a relationship. Uh, it's just, yes, you're right. It has changed. And maybe it's a way to keep it going. I don't know. It's a, but I guess some couples counselling would help with all of that. Uh, Richards and Tumbridge Wells. Your husband cheated and lied to you. Keep that in mind when you decide if you want to stay friends with him, work with him or have anything to do with him. Loving someone doesn't usually include hurting someone by fooling around with others behind your partner's back. Be with someone who thinks you're the bee's knees. You are worth that and more. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, I don't think uh, Colm should take his husband back, as I think it is a huge betrayal of trust, and he should instead file for divorce and live his best life. And that's from Mia, Daniel and Joe driving up to Leeds. They're listening on speakers. They can't get Dab in the granddad's car. OK, what? they're on the phone. Thanks, thanks for the details. Nice, nice to know. Uh, who's going to get that box of wine? I'm going to give it to Jamie and Stroud for his reasonable uh, advice. Uh, yes, you are getting Dutchy original Pinot Grigio in a box. Graham's Guide. You made such. I wish people had seen. You made such an extraordinary face. It was like complete Kenneth Williams, and it went on for about eleven seconds. I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read you whether you want it or not. The second problem. We want it. We want. Here it is. Dear Graham and Maria, I live in a flat where there are people who are mortgaged, like me, and people who rent. Some people have access to a garage. (laughs) I wonder where this is going. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We have a neighbour who rents, but he is generally a down-on-his-luck sort of guy. He often asks if I have any loose change or knocks for milk, sugar, bread, tea bags, etc., which I have no problem giving him. Stupid. This man... <laughs> This man is now being evicted from his flat due oh. to rent arrears. He called round yesterday to tell me of his situation, asked if he could store some of his collection items. Brackets. He collects horror and sci-fi masks in my garage for safekeeping while he works out where he is going to live. I feel a bit uncomfortable about it. I feel bad for my neighbour. Should I help him out or how can I politely and sympathetically decline? And that is from Amelia in Sheffield. Oh, Amelia in Sheffield, you're a kind person to give him milk, bread, tea bags, sugar, etc. Um, but he's got your number now. Do you see? This is how it works. Once his stuff is in your garage, there is no guarantee it will ever leave and it will continue to connect him to you for further milk, tea bags, bread, etc., etc., rent arrears. So why don't you politely... I think you must decline. This is my biggest advice, you must decline. But politely say, why not try and sell your horror and sci-fi masks. I know Graham Norton collects them. Um, and so, and say, you know, I'll help you do that, put them on eBay order, if you want to do that, but I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. no, I wouldn't. But that's just, worse. I mean, he's in rent arrears. Where's he going to get the deposit for another flat? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but if he sells his horror and sci-fi mask, it might give him some capital for the next rental. Um, I mean, you have to tell a white lie here, Amelia. You have to say, I'm sorry, there's no room in my garage because a friend is storing her things. It's a white lie, but it is an expedient lie because otherwise I don't think you want to be connected to him because he knows how to tap you. And, you know, this this man probably has stuff of his all over the place that he can keep connecting to people. Or oh, while I'm here, just to look at my sci-fi masks, have you got a tenner you can lend me? Yeah. You know? Well, the fact that he... Because I think knocking on a door, asking for you know, a bit of milk, da, 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 is, but... Like asking for loose change from a neighbour, that seems quite a different level. Yeah, you sit outside the co-op and do that. Yeah, you know, you don't do you don't do where you live. Um, I just think he must have somewhere else. He must have somewhere else to put these masks. So how many are there? That well, they that's need what I garage think, like, yeah, How many are there? And Amelia, I know it feels because you kind of think, oh, how hard is it to store his mask? I'll just do it. No, don't do it. But Maria's, I think, is right. It's it's like that thing of you know feeding a stray dog that you don't intend to keep feeding. It's crueler to feed it once. Oh, my goodness. Than to never feed it. That's what I would say. So stop feeding the stray dog. Wow. There. I've said it. I feel we've just been a bit too harsh there. I know because it seems so easy to store these things. But this good turn... Will we'll be go, punished. Yes. Will be punished so quickly, uh, and I think we all know that, Amelia. And you, and I know you feel really bad because this guy is down on his luck. He's been evicted. He's at the lowest ebb, and now you are going to give him a kicking. Well, not saying, really a kicking. Just saying, I'm not going to store your horror mask. But it's interesting, Amelia, that quite a lot of the other people in your wherever you live have garages, and he's chosen you because you give him loose change, you give him tea, you give him sugar, you give him coffee. 
you give him milk. You know, kindness sometimes is a, not a good thing. You're absolutely right, but I don't want to uh, talk talk about him like a stray dog. No, but but it was just it was just a, a metal, a simile. Yes, I know. Uh, I know. If you will. Yes, uh, I know. And yeah, then, yeah, as was yeah. mine about begging outside the co-op. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's not <laughs> doing that. What I'm saying is that's where I normally do my. <laughs> She's a familiar face. I don't have any money for Botox. Have you got any change? Too much. I'd like to look more upset. <laughs> um, I think our listeners, the Virgin Radio listeners, will be on top of this. I do. I think they're going to be much nicer than us. I think so too. I think, I think during, people in general are much nicer than us. During the summer break, I think we both took a nasty pill. Yeah, we're just we're just hardened old showbiz hacks. <laughs> I think we need to have a good word with ourselves before tomorrow. Yeah, I think if it wasn't horror and sci-fi masks, we might be more sympathetic. <laughs> if, if you collected something nice, you know, lovely, stuffed toys. Lalique glass. Oh, lovely. Your Barbies, of course. <laughs> the responses, part two. And again, my favourite responder, we'll be getting that Dutchy organic Pinot Grigio in a box. Oh, yes. Mm, uh, bursting with notes of ripe peach, melon, pear and honeysuckle. That sounds nice, doesn't it? All the way from Puglia in a box. Lynn from the Wirral says, This man can sell his collection to provide a deposit for another flat. Also, warning, warning, horror masks. No! All right, Lynn. I, I mean, I think we all heard it and all kind of agree. Uh, Paul from Beckham. Amelia, these masks may have been used in bank robberies and therefore you'll be arrested for being an accessory. Say you are also moving soon, therefore can't store. Now, all I would say, Paul, if they were used in a bank robbery, he wouldn't be kicked out for rent arrears. <laughs> Unless he's also very bad at bank robberies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know. Uh, Emily in Romsey says, I think she needs to distance herself from him. She could explain that she understands his predicament, but she isn't able to help him with this particular request. She could explain that, unfortunately, the thought of horror masks in her garage makes her uneasy and she would rather he found another place to store them. Or like Maria said, sell him, sell them to pay his rent. Suggest he looks on YouTube to learn how to do it. I think honesty has to be the best policy here. She could also signpost him to charities that could help him get himself out of a sticky wicket. She is clearly a very kind person and while that's a huge strength it certainly can be a weakness too good luck and i hope he doesn't get evicted and leaves her be and andy from darby says tell him you can't for insurance reasons yeah i say pinot grigio goes to andy from darby because that is the way out isn't it just, i'm sorry they, they're too valuable for my garage i can't i couldn't i couldn't possibly the graham norton radio show with waitrose food to feel good about virgin radio andrew scott is with us andrew scott is in the west end as we speak in vanya this is a new adaptation of the play uncle vanya uh, so simon stevens did this adaptation yeah uh, obviously, this is Virgin Radio. People are very okay with Uncle Fania. Uh, if if people aren't, if, if if a stupid person has stumbled into our demographic, uh, yes. what, what should they know about Uncle Vanya and what makes this version so different? Well, Uncle Vanya is a, a, a Russian play uh, written by Anton Chekhov, and some people think that Anton Chekhov is a very very serious, um, kind of depressing, let's face it, kind of writer. Um, uh, but this version of it uh, is a one man version of this play about these people. There's nine characters in it and they all live on an estate and they're all um, some of them are in love with each other some of them are related to each other some of them are jealous of each other some of them um, want to leave some of them want to stay so I'm going to play all the, <laughs> all the characters 
selfishly. That was the problem with that play, wasn't <laughs> that was it? The, exactly. Yeah. They all. It was like... all the other people. Uh, I can hear other voices. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Stop. Stop. Let me. My turn. My turn. Um, so, um, so the play is kind of about lots of people thinking that their own particular pain, their own particular plight, is uh, very is unique to them. And actually, the play. When we were reading the play, what happened was the reason we decided to do a one man version of it. We, the director and the writer of us were doing uh, were doing a, a workshop of it, and because there weren't many of us, we all had to play different parts. And so I ended up because we misallocated the parts playing opposite myself and we were like oh god those characters are much more similar to each other than than you might have imagined then I played another part and then I played another part and then we were like oh well these characters like a lot of us were more similar to each other than than we might imagine so that's kind of the essence of why why why, why we're doing it and as a as a uh, an audience member yeah. what are we Seeing, I mean, you're not putting wigs on and things, are you? You're well, just, no, no, yeah. no, no, exactly. Well, it's like when you read a book. I've, this is this is how I describe it mostly. Is that is when you read a book, you imagine what the, the 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 person looks like. So you're able to to put on use your imagination much much more than than, than you might normally do in, in the theatre. So it's less about the way I look because obviously I'm playing people of all different ages and, and sexes and um, stages of life. So it's kind of the audience is incredibly engaged as to what um, they need to do so it's it's really theatrical in that sense you couldn't do it in any other sort of art form should and I'm this is a serious question yeah. should people gen up a bit before they not come to see it not at all not that's okay. the thing I've been saying to everybody somebody said that to me the other day I don't know Chekhov should I should I it's not it's really funny really sexy really mo- this is a real modern version of it it's in modern language it's an hour and 40 minutes there's no interval it's really it's about unrequited love it's incredibly modern he was Chekhov was a, a doctor so he saw all um, uh, versions of life and he's a really compassionate really funny guy he was actually a satirist he was a, he was a cartoonist and um, um, so uh, he's kind of been kidnapped Chekhov as this really sort of uh, yeah. serious kind of guy there were almost kind of there were elements of kind of farce in Vanya oh, as well absolutely like, yeah. there's absolutely farce in it and uh, it's really genuinely Genuinely funny. <laughs> it's sad too. It's sad. Yeah. Like life. Like it, life, it, Graham. It's sad and then, and then it's funny. And, exactly. yeah. and it's then a roller say, coaster yeah. of emotions. Yeah, yeah. And then I say this other thing. And, uh, <laughs> I tell you everything. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, and for you as an actor, because I always think acting is such a, a social thing. It's a yeah. lovely social thing. So is it a bit Miz to kind of walk off at the end of the sound of your own footsteps? It, it, it is a little bit. I do miss the other actors, i got to say. But you become, there's a, there, you become sort of, I talk to the audience a little bit because it's in the play. There are monologues in the play. And so you become very aware of the audience. And of course, there's a huge big crew um, backstage, but it's actually not on for too long. We, we play now until the 21st of October. And so I'm glad it's not too long a run because uh, I think I just miss uh, the, 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 other, the, other, the other people. Yeah, I, I can Actors imagine. are fun, you know? <laughs> well, unless they're, unless they're not. <laughs> unless they're absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, always, I always think, like, with 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 a, a play, presumably, you know, you have to, you know, you'll be involved with the guy. But with TV and film, you, you don't have much control over who else is going to be in it, do you? No, not depends. 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 Yeah. yeah. But in in this in this year, I had full control over who was in it. Yeah. And you, Just me. And you really get on. <laughs> we get sometimes. Oh, 
sometimes. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Uh, are you a two-show day today? Uh, not today, but usually on a Saturday we will, yeah. Because okay. we're in previews now and we open on Thursday and then and then from then on we'll, we'll have a two-show day on a Saturday. Why is it just called Vanya? Why did the uncle get dropped? Well, because Uncle Vanya, I'm not just playing Uncle Vanya, I'm playing oh, all of them. Playing all and of Vanya them. means mate, or it's actually a word that people use in Russia that doesn't, it isn't just a name. Never knew that. Yeah, there you go, Graham. There you go. Pause when I write that down. So I don't, I don't forget it. Um, if, uh, if, when, this is a huge success. Uh, <laughs> easy, easy. Because uh, you, you were in Richmond for a yeah, little kind yeah, of trial. Yeah, a little preview week. And is the idea that you will take this other places? Because presumably it's quite an easy thing to yeah, travel. It's, it's, yeah, it should be. Yeah, we'll see how it goes down if people want to see want to see more of it. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's nice. I'd like to do it sort of... Um, little and often, I think, because it's a, such a strange thing and being on your own is a bit weird. But yeah, I would like to travel with it. Yeah, if if people if people want me to. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the doing of it, I mean, is it? I mean, I know it's not digging coal, but yeah. are you absolutely knackered at the end of it? I am. I, I well, no. You come off and you have a real high, but then, for example, we had our first preview in the West End last night, and I woke up this morning, and you wake up and you think, I can't do that. I can't do that again. There's no way. <laughs> So at the moment, you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that now. You feel really, really nervous. And then something weird happens to you during the day. You kind of, that's the, you know, you only, in the theatre, you only work for two hours a night or whatever it is, two and a half hours a night. But the problem with theatre is that you carry it with you all day. The yeah. nerves, you just carry it around like a little dog with you all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could have let it, let it out to play in the evening. So it's the nerves and thinking about it and blah, blah, blah. And eventually you get a bit more used to it. But it does take an awful lot of your mental space. And then, of course, physically it takes off a lot. And then it's a really physical show and, you know, there's a lot, there's a whole range of emotions in there. So yeah, it's knackering. But I mean, you get, you get, it's like a drug. If you don't, it's, it's. There's no high like it really. And have you ever done that thing of filming in the day and then going to do? I a have. Show? Yeah. Oh, get, getting on. What's that, that like? That must that's be horrific. Hard. Yeah, that that's just terrible. terrific. Yeah. You just think, shut up. All you ever do is hear my own <laughs> voice all day, and then you jump on a on a motorbike taxi to get you from the set to the theatre, and then I mean you get it. There's a, there's, a, there's a kind of fun thing, and you're always as you know as an actor, you're delighted to be working. But no, that's a horrific thing to do. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's yeah. it's too much fun. It's yeah. too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have enjoyed myself. Yes, it's yeah. enough. Detro. Yeah. Detro. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, in terms of because um, now obviously you can't talk about your TV stuff and, no. and your filming stuff. Yeah. But you are going to be starring as Tom Ripley in an eight-part TV adaptation of The Talent Mr. Ripley on Netflix. There, I, yeah, I, I said it. I said it. Andrew said nothing about that. He, he didn't want you to know. And, uh, and you're also in uh, All of Us Strangers, uh, the new uh, Andrew Hay film, which comes out uh, in the 26th of January with Claire Foy and uh, Paul Meskell. Is all of that correct? It's correct. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's correct information. Yeah. That's I mean, correct information. It is very strange. It's a that, strange the, time. Yeah, which yeah. Right. I mean, I mean the, the fight is worth fighting for. No, it's definitely a, it's a, yeah. it's a, strange, it's a yeah. strange time. And aren't you lucky to be in a play? I'm very lucky to be. Was this always the plan? This was always the plan. Yeah, it was always the plan. So it was very fortuitous, I got to say. So I feel very grateful to be to be working and to be able to tell you that it's on. Yeah. No. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and after this, he's making a documentary. <laughs> and uh, possibly a book. Possibly maybe, a book. Maybe a book. Maybe yeah. a book. And that album you've always <laughs> wanted album. to do. That difficult first album. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar lessons. They start now. No, I will not inflict you <laughs> with that. Have you ever been in a musical? No, I'd love to be in a musical. Oh my. God, I love to be a musical, but I can't re... Well, I can sing a wee bit, but I can sort of talk, sing, act, sing. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's so into musical. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it well a little bit. I, I, I can sing a little. Okay, okay here we go. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's a keyboard. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least not a guitar. I won't give you a guitar. <laughs> no, please don't no, do, no, that. Please do that. Please don't do that. Uh, Vanya is the name of the show. It is at the Duke of York Theatre until the 21st of October. Uh, tickets can be found at vanyaonstage.com. Yeah. Uh, sir, thank you so much for thank coming you in. Thank so much, and see Gorgeous us. to see you. Uh, lovely to see you. Yeah, and come along good and luck. See us. I'll be there on Thursday. Great. No, great, great, yeah, great, no great. I said yes, so I'm good, going. Yeah, yeah, I'm you'll going. have fun, I promise you. You'll have and you fun. haven't put me off. I haven't. I mean, no, I've, you've, well, you've listened. That's you've encouraged the, the game. I feel, I feel more excited <laughs> having talked to you. Even more excited. Even more excited than I was. <laughs> yeah. Because this morning I thought, wait till I hear what he says. I'm so good. I give you the go. Yeah, yeah. You did a good job. You did a good job. I'll see you on Thursday, and hopefully lots of Virgin listeners will as well. Thanks for coming in. Thanks so much, Cheers. Graeme. Ding, ding. It's show chef Martha. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Have you Welcome had a nice... Uh, well, you've been working hard. You've been... <laughs> You've been tied to a stove. I've been feeding your guests, feeding your guest presenters, and it's been a treat, to be fair. It's been lovely. How do they appreciate it? They were very kind about the food. Good, and good, I good. think they enjoyed a bit of sustenance towards yeah. the latter half of the show. It's always well, it, nice. It is nice. You know, you're just, you're just beginning to think, oh, what will I have for lunch? Oh, here it is. <laughs> here it is. And what a welcome back. What a welcome back. I came in and I saw the little bit of paper with the picture and I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, what have you made for us today? We thought we'd pull out all the stops because mm-hmm. you're coming home and also it is the beginning. I think the weather's about to slightly turn and we're getting the slightly more autumnal season. So Sunday roasts are the thing that we all want to be doing. So this is roast pork with some homemade apple sauce. And this is one of your the best recipes. It is. It is. And the main thing I was focusing on was the crackling because you can't have the best roast pork without some top quality crackling. Oh, it is the best. So that's what the main thing I was kind of fiddling about with to see if I could make it crackle in the nicest possible way without, you know, having to send it somewhere and perforate it and do all those difficult things. (laughs) I have to say, roast pork, now that I'm older, I I can't have it for dinner anymore. Oh. It's a lunch thing now because okay. I think it takes me so long to digest it. <laughs> Just you know, as well, it's eleven thirty. No, exactly. Because <laughs> if I have it at night, I lie in bed a bit full of roast pork in a pork coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm quite happy this is happening now. Okay, so I've got, good. I've got the afternoon to kind of work it off, and uh, yeah, to get to bed. <laughs> and in terms of uh, you know, what are the things that can go wrong? What what were the thing you know? What because pork. People are so scared of undercooking pork, mm. but equally overcooked pork's miserable. Oh, it is. I think that's the that's the hardest thing is making sure it's moist and not dry. Because if you overdo it, you leave it in the oven too long, it just becomes so tough and it's, it's quite difficult to restore and redeem. Like no amount of gravy yeah. can really cover <laughs> dry roast pork. <laughs> Once it's dry, it's dry. So it's all about just keeping an eye on it and meat thermometer. I say this all the time, but it is so important in things like this because you can just, you can find out what the temperature is inside and then you're not taking it too far, getting it in that sweet spot. Okay. And now, how are you serving it today? I notice uh, other things. <laughs> well, the recipe today is just pork and apple sauce, but I felt like it'd be a bit harsh to just give you pork and apple sauce with nothing. I'd have been happy. So I've, gone with, I've just gone with some rolls. I've gone for the hog roast kind oh. of vibe. So just some brioche rolls that I thought maybe you could vehicle it to your mouth. <laughs> I love... Oh. Oh, I love that. Vehicle it to my mouth. <laughs> and my mouth is empty. <laughs> 
I was chewing up to the last <laughs> second there. But no, nothing in mouth now. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to Martha Collison, our show chef. And she's about to explain how to make the best roast pork and apple sauce. So, uh, take us away. Uh, first of all, choosing your pork. What are we actually roasting? Mm. So, you're taking a pork. With, I've gone for pork loin. Mm-hmm. Because this is, you can do shoulder and things like that, but they take a lot longer. Pork loin's quite good because it cooks quite quickly, which means you can keep it nice and moist without having to slow cook it for six or seven hours which is quite nice when it's still a little bit warm outside Mm -hmm. so you want to take about a kilogram of pork loin waitress sell one which is called a crackling joint so it's pork loin and they've already scored the skin ready to crackle in the oven um waitrose pork has won loads of awards recently they won the world compassion for farming supermarket of the year again for the fourth year running and all of their pork is outdoor reared it's just really high quality so you can be assured that it's going to be the best possible pig that you're roasting Um, you take your pork we're going to dry out the skin that's the that's the key to good crackling is the driest possible skin hair dryer so do you know what i did i did Try the hairdryer. Oh, really? In my testing, yep. We got the hairdryer out. I was drying my pig skin in the kitchen. <laughs> and? And it does work, but it's not essential. And to be honest, the risk of having your hairdryer smelling like bacon for the rest of your, your month is too strong. Yeah. What's that in your hair? A little pig fat? Just a little bit. But yeah, we did attempt it. We tried it, but I've decided that there are easier ways to achieve. Okay, so talk us through the easier ways. So you want to get your pork out of its packet about two days before you want to roast it. So it's sitting and you put it in a big container we're salting the top of the skin with table salt and this will draw out any excess moisture of course so it goes on to the top but also scoring a little bit more so you don't have to do this but if you want extra crackly crackling that's easier to cut up i take a pen knife or a um what do you call it those swiss army knives that have the little oh yeah yeah. or a box cutter cutter would do it exactly that something a craft knife something that's a little bit sharper and you can be more kind of what do you call it angled with Take that, score the skin as kind of thinly as you can, like one centimetre apart. And then I also take a skewer or a toothpick and literally perforate over the top of the skin. Okay, you're not messing around. No, well, you what everyone loves crackling. It is delicious crackling. It's really (laughs) gorgeous. Oh, thank you. If you want it to be all bubbly, I think that's what makes it look so beautiful as well. So you you do that. Let it dry out for for 48 hours if you've got time. 24 will do. Then when you're ready to cook it, you dust off the, the salt. Mm-hmm. We're going to massage in some olive oil and then a sprinkle of sea salt and some black pepper. Then the whole thing is going into the oven at the highest possible temperature, so about 240 degrees wow. for half an hour. This, is it is it foiled, covered, anything? It's just, it's exposed. You just, so you just shove it in there. So the crackling's on the top, so it should protect the pork underneath. You want to put it on like a little trivet or a little, like I put it on a pastry ring because yeah. I didn't have a trivet in this kitchen. <laughs> so we were creative. Well done. <laughs> Something to prop it up so the fat can drip off and it isn't just kind of swimming in it and then after half an hour the crackling should have crackled then we're turning the heat down to 190 and then it should go in for a one kilogram joint 50 minutes but keep an eye on it after maybe 35 check at the temperature you're looking for it to get to about 68 degrees then take it out and it will continue to cook as it rests so that's the important thing don't let it go all the way to 75 in the oven because then it will as you get it out it will go all the way up to 85 or like what 80 or whatever so yeah roughly Pull it out, let it rest, cover the outsides with the foil, but let the crackling stay 
okay. exposed. And then we're just making a quick apple sauce. You can do this whilst your pork is cooking, or you can do it beforehand if you want. Or no, uh, sorry, just go back. No, how long does it? How back. long does it rest for? About twenty minutes. Oh, is that all? Okay. So it doesn't okay. need it doesn't need forever and ever because it's only been in the oven for an hour okay. and twenty. And when should you take off the crackling? Take off the crackling just before you're ready to serve. Okay. Take it off and then carve it once the crackling's off. Okay. Otherwise. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, in applesauce land, what's in going on? Applesauce land, you're taking some Bramley apples or waitress sell these frozen in the cook's ingredients section. So you just take a bag of frozen Bramley apples, stick them into a saucepan with some butter, some caster sugar and some apple cider vinegar. And then about 10 minutes of stirring, the apple will disintegrate. It'll become lovely and mushy and soft. And then the final thing going through is a bit of Calvados. It's like this kind of Whoa. apple brandy, pear brandy going in stir it through it's lovely and sweet and it should be perfect little partner for your pork it was absolutely delicious Martha. oh thank you and i have to say the the brioche buns are a great idea oh good i'm like, glad you've enjoyed no that is, that's a really nice idea uh oh, you know. Christ. we need and to do a bit it, yeah. of stuffing that's all we needed well, yeah. Next time. I mean, would a, would a potato have killed you? But, uh, I mean, the oven was on, Martha. Uh, you know, that's all I'm saying. Actually, I was thinking, uh, who, is it Nigel Slater? Somebody does a thing where, I think it's Jamie Oliver maybe, I don't know, where you when you're roasting lamb, you put the potatoes, slice them thinly and put them under the cooking oh, lamb so the lamb okay. fat does. Would that work with pork fat? I mean, I think it would. It's quite fatty, so there's a lot of fat. You would definitely need to do that at lunchtime, where you'd be <laughs> you'd be fully fully out for the rest of the Graham, rest of the night. Graham's guide to having a heart attack. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Martha. The best pork, uh, a roast pork, and applesauce. You go to waitress.com/showchef for that recipe, or indeed all of Martha's recipes. You can also check out the recipe and the visuals at our socials at Virgin Radio UK. I will talk to you tomorrow. Mm, yes, uh, something sweet, I believe, is on the way. Back again. Apples again, but in a different guise this time. Oh, okay. Uh, is it more autumnal? A little bit autumnal, yes. Yeah, loved it. I'll wear, I'll wear corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening today. You can catch me every Saturday and Sunday from 9.30 on Virgin Radio. Follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. Just look up at Virgin Radio UK and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions. Until next time. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio.